It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. I'll also say about this case as a general matter that it is, um, it is contrary to what makes for good public health policy to allow courts and politicians to tell the FDA what it should do. This is a drug that the FDA approved as safe 20 years ago and has been proven to be safe for 20 years. So this is a dangerous precedent. Ah, oh, thank you, MVP. Just to put it mildly. So our Trump appointed judge is just going to kill us all eventually. One of them Good. lifted the mass mandate on flights for the entire country. And so a Trump uh, uh, hack basically lifted, uh, uh, banned something that the FDA has approved. What's, yeah. what's next? Like, they're trying. Right. They're mm-hmm. just going to decide willy-nilly, not yeah. the FDA, what drugs mm-hmm. we could. I mean, it's okay. Angry staffer said, I really need someone to explain to me how some chicken judge is allowed to on a holiday weekend nonetheless overrule the fda on anything medical much less something that's been settled for over 20 years well it's like bro mm-hmm, welcome yeah. to it by the way i obviously have something a little cold <laughs> Uh-oh. oh i just started talking sorry <laughs> i i took a covid test but i it was inconclusive this morning inconclusive I, there was nothing there was just nothing I don't, I don't think the right swab was in the case oh that's i'm sure i'm fine terrifying Okay, I Paula Poundstone was coughing a lot. I she was, but she was. <laughs> yes, she was. But that's her natural state. Party. Yes, that's what her friend said. That yes, is her natural state. Yes, Paula was all over the Twitter. Uh, she tweeted, "Stephanie Miller of the Stephanie Miller Show played ping pong in my backyard today on her bike. She is amazing." She, uh, he's, what else did she say about you, Chris? Oh, I oh, that I saw. It's a little known fact that Chris of Chris Lavoy of the Stephanie Miller Show uh, was the stand-in for Tom Hanks in the yeah. Forrest Gump ping pong scenes. Now, you guys left early. I, I stuck around, and as I was leaving, she said to me, "You know, you had two really good shots today. You should really work on your on your skills." <laughs> yes, my girlfriend and I did kick Travis and Chris's ass. Yeah, thank you. We kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you already. We already put the fear of God in you, just warming no, up. No, we already knew that it was going to happen, so there was yeah, no fear kinda, at all. Yeah, yeah don't no... go up a couple of a couple of sporty leses. Don't do it. It's a good thing you had that ringer with you. Yeah. Chris is like playing ping pong with like a one of those slabs of meat and Rocky. Just a big. I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't tennis. I know. I was hitting it too hard. Just a big slab yeah. of muscle. I don't play ping pong. I have not played ping pong as an adult. No. Yeah. Well, I, I, the last time pa- Paula had a party, I played one game and I was with a. I didn't even play one game. I actually. was with a ringer and he was good. <laughs> right. Um, she also tweeted uh, some of the Stephanie Miller show gang played ping pong in my backyard today. Clearly, Fanny Sipka has had extensive training. In fact, if you look carefully at the painting of Clarence Thomas at the resort with the rich people, you can see Steph and Fanny playing ping pong in the background. Yeah. Okay. Paul, nothing Paul Poundstone says is true, but still. She is a delightful hostess, and we had a fantastic mm-hmm. time. And that pizza was wonderful. And she is hilarious. Yes. Vegan mushroom pizza. It was oh my God. really good. Oh, my God. So good. I'm not vegan in any way, shape, or form, and but it was really good. One of my writers from my ill-fated late-night TV show was there. Yeah. We hadn't seen each other in, like, 20 years. And you can see how beloved I remain to anyone that's ever worked with me. And he told me the story of how he came to play David Letterman in a TV movie of the week. 
Wow. Yeah. That tracks, though, looking at he, him. He, yes. He. My yeah. favorite was when he beat Paula Poundstone at ping pong and she called him a Nordic hole. Yeah, because he's from Minnesota. <laughs> Which technically, yes, makes him a Nordic hole, but a very nice man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know what to say. So I get it that another judge then mm-hmm. ruled the opposite way. I right. Pundit was tweeting all over about right. this, about what? A, maybe this is just a stupid way to run a country. Like, now what, right? So now there's time for appeal, but one yeah. judge has ruled one way. But it just. But it hasn't it, been taken off the market yet. Right. No, no, of, I know. I mean, this. there's time for an appeal right. anyway, but right. it, this, these Trump judges, man, are just going to be the gift that keeps on giving, mm-hmm. right? Um, Rude Pundit tweeted this uh, cannot be sustained. We cannot be a nation ruled by anti science Christian extremist mm-hmm. P word. Like, you know, when you prick your finger. Uh, y- yes, yeah. that P word. Um, yeah, there was a Palmer report said this one obscure Trump appointed judge in backwoods, Texas, really just outlawed the abortion pill nationwide. These perverted right wing Republican creeps just don't know when to quit. Now these same stupid mother are uh, going to hear women roar from sea to shining sea. I guess that's the good thing, right? Like what's happening in ten- uh, Tennessee about gun violence. Uh-huh. And this is they are just they are poking a huge bear of young people and women across this country. Yeah. And they just keep losing. So I guess we should. It's, it's just that it's terrifying that we wake up in The Handmaid's Tale every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I guess the um, the Justin from Nashville might be reinstated as soon as today. What? If but they then, allow him to right, be seated. Right, but then that's the other thing. Right. Speaking of, yeah. right, the Republican, you know, uh, what's his name? Speaker? What, yeah. What do they call them there right. in the state? He said he's not going to seat him. I mean, I this is so anti-democracy. That's telling people that they party. can't have representation. Right. They said even if he's voted back in, they won't see it. What? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, this was a lot of effort well, going on. Also, the speaker, turns out, doesn't live in the district which he represents. That's kind of common oh. in a lot of yeah. cases. And we also found out that Clarence Thomas is very good friend. We found out his uh, taste in, you know, fast food. Oh, you know, he, has, he has a franchise at weekend. his resort. Does he? At his private oh, really? resort. Yes, where he has a, uh, you know, Nazi memorabilia collection, as you do, when you just want to willy-nilly connect. Uh, I go now to the Hitler yeah. burger, the Hitler burger, the Hitler burger. I go now to the Hitler burger to get myself my lunch. Wow. Did wow. you when you get a? What is a way that you collect Nazi memorabilia when you're not a Nazi lover? They're sort of trying to say, oh, this was just his, uh, well, you know, whatever. interest in. Uh, uh, <laughs> there was Nazi memorabilia, signed copy of Sign Mein Kampf, Kampf, right next to an oil portrait of Clarence Thomas. Yes. In there. Yes. When you get a happy, who doesn't meal at- want a signed copy of Mein Kampf? Did you know when you get a happy meal at Hitler Burger there at his at the the resort that he runs? Yeah. You get a copy of Mein Kampf. It's, you know, crazy. You know it's, the it's, it's the toy inside. You know, yeah, he knows yeah. the maddest is Trump. He's like, wait a minute, my copy isn't signed. How do I get my copy of Mein Kampf signed? Is it too late? Yes. Has he called him the late great Adolf Hitler yet? Just saying. Okay. Oh, by the way, it's World War Three. How are you guys enjoying it? Apparently, we're soaking in it. That was um, that was his entire tweet yesterday. Tweet yesterday. Yeah. World War Three. Yeah. So I guess. I- this must be indictment. Oh, look what came in time for the next indictment. Our Mary Arrestment shirts at stephaniemiller.com, right? Yeah. The Steph store is quick. It is. It's fantastic. You're brave to wear a picture of him on your chest. Yeah. 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 Nestled right between my boobies. Right in time for the next well, indictment. I mean, he's been nestled between many women's boobies. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... I. Oh, by the way, I say something, speaking of t-shirts, and then I get no support in here as usual. And guess who's selling No Justin's No Peace t-shirts? Everyone. It's all over Twitter now. 
no Justin's, no peace. People are selling the t-shirt. They look fantastic. I was like, what did I get in here? Whatever. Boo. It's too soon. Said, no, I didn't Why say it was too I soon. Why can't I get the respect that it's I'm entitled to? It's too obvious. To. Yeah. Well, yeah. Someone took my idea and ran with it. But Why least, can't yes, you, thank you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? Mm-hmm. Why can't you treat me like I would be treated by you know. any stranger on the street? Yes. Because I am not one of your fans. Your name is on the show. You can overrule us. <laughs> We were saying at the ping pong party, it would have been funnier if one of you could have smashed me in the face with a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like meet the parents. Or, you know, Marsha Brady with the football. Mm -hmm. So I would have just. Ah, My nose. You had sunglasses on the entire time. Yeah. It was sunny back there. Until the until the clouds. Until the marine layer rolled in. They turned on the heat lamps. It got cold. It did. It did. And we fought bravely through the cold. Yes, we did. And, and by 66, we, I was going to say, yeah, by cold, we mean 66 degrees because yeah. we, we are weak. Have we mentioned that she has a giant, like, football scoreboard for ping pong? Sure. And yeah, there's really, pictures of it tweeted. It's in the background of she the photo. She is really photo. serious. Yes, you can see what she doesn't mean just come over for a casual game of ping pong. There's, like, you know, a judge. There's right. a scoreboard. By the way, yes. I held off on, on tweeting out that photo. Oh, and, I'm, and I got in trouble because I wanted to find. I got in trouble from my girlfriend. She's like, I just. Yeah. I, I thought she said it was okay, but she's like, I'm not wearing any makeup or any. But she's still gorgeous. She was like, I'm not wearing makeup or anything. Okay. When we're dressed up, why didn't Cause, you? Because that's the first introduction of an image of Fanny Sitka. Yeah. I know whose name is not Fanny Sitka. <laughs> Thank you for everyone right. who said okay. how gorgeous she is. Although the big sweatshirt was covering up the spectacular rack. Uh, not really. No. Really? No. I could no, tell she was. You could see the bazooka. She was stacked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bill Pascrell Jr. tweets, A year ago, I was the first member of Congress to demand Clarence Thomas's resignation. I had good reason. He is corrupt as hell, and he heard uh, election appeals while his wife was conspiring to overthrow democracy. Yeah, this is just reason 605,043 why mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas should not be on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. His Nazi-loving... And by the way, oh, he's a close personal friend for many... He, they didn't become friends till after you were on the Supreme Court. Like, Really? Well, he has, like, razor good judgment about, no, he's not using you for anything. Don't worry. No. By the way, how do you even go on a $500,000 vacation? I mean, how is that even possible? Especially after you've released a documentary saying that you prefer Walmart parking yes. lots to. Yes, right. I'm like, what? I like camping at yeah. Walmart. Oh, you are. Yeah, no, so you like million-dollar yachts or billion-dollar yachts. You're going on vacation uh, starting Wednesday. Are you? Uh, how close to you are you? The, the five hundred thousand dollar mark are you for your vacation? You're spending eleven billion. I'm going to Nebraska. You can't we, spend. We lost a ping pong ball over the wall. We're like, uh oh. Well, we can't afford another one. Yeah. <laughs> That's just gone. There, there goes that budget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Rude Punnett is coming in town this week. Very yes. exciting. Yeah. Yes. Might be able to lure him. Yeah, I know. Might come in studio. We have uh, we have dinner plans already because oh, you know what I really? have to do. Well, yeah. I have to get him that sushi, sushi that's as tender as an angel's labia, as he describes it. I don't think you can say that on the air. I think you took me there Oh, once. we've already said it. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It is good. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Like, shockingly good. I'm yeah. like to remember which, I don't know which place it is. Sugarfish. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no, yeah. you didn't take me there. You I took didn't? me to. Oh, su- I took su- you to the cheap one. No, you took me to Well, EK. I had to buy ping pong balls. I couldn't do both in the same week. No, EK was really good. It's probably the best sushi I've ever that's had. True. That's and, true. And it's in like the. I, that's good of, and it's expensive. It's in kind of a gross shopping yes, mall. Yeah, it's a little strip, strip mall. mall. Yeah. 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 But it's so good. Yeah, it is. Okay. I sound like a dude. All right. 
<laughs> no, you know what happened? I, I, if you ever had that, well, nobody probably has. The swab wasn't in the thing. It wasn't in the, the kit for the COVID thing, and so I used a regular one, but now there's just no, so I'm going to go do another. I don't think I have. I think I have a little sore throat allergy something. I don't know. You know, you know what it probably is? Paula Pound's thrown 17,000 cats to go inside to They're get to the adorable. bathroom. They you, are adorable. I am wildly allergic to cats. I you started left sneezing the alley. yesterday. Yeah. I did. Like an alley cat. Like an alley cat. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rude Pundit. And Noel Kassler, who is today's the perfect day. He's got some thoughts. On could be another Erasmus week. Yes. Very exciting. Stephanie Miller, the high priestess of excellent liberal talk radio. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Hello. Hi. Hello. Ruth Pundit coming up. Noel Kassler, the wildly popular mm. comedian, yes. Noel Kassler, uh, and uh, Trump uh, aficionado. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're soaking in World War Three still. Did he have? He had some more whining to do. He seems like it could be another Erasmus week, doesn't it? Based on his level of screeching and whining, on Troth we'll Every week could be Erasmus week, really. Yeah, it really could. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Lev Parnas tweeted. I just got word from a close source that Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump have been talking and are really worried and nervous. They are about to get indicted in Georgia. Lev Parnas, former uh, close personal friend of Rudy Giuliani. And uh, is he former jailbird as well? I believe so. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chris, who uh, said yes. he had no claim to those documents, especially the classified documents. They belong to the government. The government is investigating the extent to which games were played, and there was obstruction in keeping those documents. Who said Bam, that? bam, rubble. Uh, no, that would be uh, former Attorney General Bill Barr, who can now uh, shut the up forever and ever and ever. I just shut the f up, Donnie. Oh, bitch! Police, mm -hmm. take your line of bull down to the corner market and sell it there because this five and dime isn't buying your line today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's interesting when they have him on those shows. It's just, mm -hmm. it's kind of just, you know, like a hmm, interesting kind yeah. of to me that yeah. he's not asked about all of the lawbreaking that he did on behalf of Donald Trump and all the obstruction. So it's interesting when he's on to talk about obstruction. They don't talk about it. It's right. funny they don't bring up how much no. he obstructed it, justice when he was just attorney general just a second. Right. It's I, almost like I, he put topics off limit or something. Yeah. Okay. Who said of Donald Trump, he's terrified, he's absolutely terrified, and humiliated in a way he has never experienced humiliation, except maybe when he was five and my dad uh, dumped a bowl of mashed potatoes on his head. <laughs> Pebbles Flintstone. No. Our beloved friend, Mary Trump. We've heard that story before. That's what I was saying to somebody this weekend. Don't buy this, oh, he likes this, this is going to be great for him. Oh, my God, just play over and over his grumpy puss. He is humiliated. He is, yeah, enjoying this. Yeah, he looked like he was really enjoying yeah. it. Um, oh, yeah, this one. Scaramucci floats the theory that Trump will fake an illness to get out of running in 2024. Our friend uh, Brian Karam mm -hmm. said Trump himself has said, quote, you could be running and then a doctor could say you're not healthy, so you can't run. Scaramucci is accurately reflecting what Don the Con has already said to sabotage his own candidacy. Yeah, this will be interesting, yeah. mm -hmm. right? 
Will this be like a Vinny the Chin mob thing? Will he go blind suddenly like Bill Cosby? On his way to, you know, or have a walker. Suddenly like start using a walker. walker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's all of a sudden. Right. I was just thinking that syphilis would flare up. Could be. Yes. Could be a late stage. Okay. Um. Did I mention that Bill Barr should shut the up forever? I don't. That's this is this is the access journalism, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they will not? No one will ask him a tough question about his completely corrupt time in right. office. Oh, Andrew Weiss, Weissman is funny. He said those Republicans accusing George Soros of secretly using his billions to take over the judiciary need to eat Harlan Crow. Get it? Eat Crow. Harlan and. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Noted uh, Nazi memorabilia aficionado. An oil portrait. Right. Collector. Right. Right. But you know what? When you get a Happy Meal with Adolf Hitler's tea set in it, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's a cool how. Are they, are oh, they, by the way, in a totally Hitler unrelated Burger. story, the last uh, Nuremberg prosecutor passed away yeah, over the weekend at 103. That. Yeah, thought of yeah. your dad. Yes, my dad was Glenn a, an assistant, assistant, pro- assistant prosecutor. Yes, sir, what? I said Glenn Kirshner sent that story to me yesterday morning. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's uh, just in time for the front runner for the Republican nomination to yep. Hitler, lover, and his, you mm-hmm. know, au revoir. Let's just say that. Um, Mark, with an interesting point, he said, I lived in the South until the early 80s, and I thought it was getting better, less racist, less provincial, more inclusive, but all it took was a New York con man to give Southern white people an excuse to go back to the old ways. What a tragedy, what a waste. Mm-hmm. That's what we keep saying. He didn't, Donald Trump didn't invent racism. He just made it okay for people to come out of their hidey holes yeah. and hate openly again, right? He just made it okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, anyway... God bless these young young men. I, I cannot get enough of watching them. They are so inspirational mm-hmm. that t- from the Tennessee Three, just the inspirational and eloquent, and they will save us. All right, Hopefully. Rude Pundit next. Um, rulings like this, and I think we've seen from the FDA and and also from activity in Congress that some of these rulings, there I think we've been preparing and anticipating for there being these egregious overreaches um, by members of the judiciary appointed by a right-wing Republican Party, uh, whose goal for a very long time was to just pack these courts with partisan judges, often. Uh, often underqualified or completely unqualified for the for their role yes thank you uh AOC. as i read earlier uh rude pundit tweeted oh my box is all in disarray Uh-oh. i'm excited that he's coming into town um he <laughs> said this we cannot be sustained we cannot be a nation ruled by anti-science christian extremists <laughs> like when you prick your finger okay yeah. there you go yay he's here hey rude don't say things bad you're on Steph's show. You're not on Twitter. Hey, Max out and let Freddie remember hey, to let her joke about farts. Then you can start to make it better, 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 better. Oh, hi, Rude. 
I'm very excited you're you're coming. You're going to be in studio with us tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'm taking you out for a sushi yeah. that is as tender as. Yeah, uh, Angel's Labia. Yes, right. Yes, yes. I, I don't even know what the context of that of it was that time. It's just what I say whenever you ask me anything. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Good morning. It's your auto response. <laughs> what are you doing today, Angels Labia? <laughs> um, you know, I don't. It's hard to. I, I was saying to wake up in The Handmaid's Tale, a different version every Monday, isn't it? Uh, you just said the Texas judge's ruling in the uh, Miff. Oh boy, am I going to say that wrong? Miff of Pristone mm -hmm. case should be gut level frightening. If it stands, it means a court can get rid of any approved drug if it offends their religion think of the crazy s some faiths preach it goes way beyond abortion and birth control that's exactly what i was thinking and you said it on twitter yeah. you said my invisible sky wizard doesn't think you should take medication for depression by zoloft i believe suffering is a gift from god by pain meds and i don't think i'm being hyperbolic here it's true it, it's yeah. it, suddenly after 20 years not up to the fda anymore what drugs yeah. are, are approved it, it completely undermines the foundation of, of science and and frankly uh, capitalism because if uh, if you know this should be something that alarms right wingers because here's something that a company is making money on right. and that has been approved that has done everything it was supposed to do mm -hmm. has been approved for 20 years and then they're coming in and saying we're not saying it's dangerous there is there's actually no proof at all that it's dangerous in fact many many other drugs are yeah. more dangerous like you know viagra and it's, what's um, safer what is it safer than tylenol is the you know obviously yeah, safer than yeah, safer yeah. than just about every other drug but we but it can be taken away and that's gonna frighten the hell out of companies um and you know it it, it it's just a bizarre effed up decision i yeah. mean and even the decision itself has all of this stuff woven in there mm -hmm. where he talks about it being an unborn an unborn baby and you know using the language of the, yeah. the, the abortionist the yeah. movement yeah yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it, it really is terrifying. I, you know, we always talk about the silver lining. You're, I, I, people might not realize, really a esteemed tenured professor. Yes. I know, right? Yeah. I, right, how did that happen? <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm a department chair. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, yes. First of all, yes. a, a number of things on that level. You said, um, it, one of the things you said as a department chair, uh, you said, it's honestly weird. I'm held to higher standards on financial improprieties than a GD justice on the Supreme Court. So you know, there's that, but I guess my point is just what, what you're seeing happening in Tennessee is something yeah. that is both inspirational. I mean, you just said, what is the hardest ball that we can played in Tennessee legally, send in the feds and crawl up their a-holes over civil rights violations? I mean, we really are at a point where this is just completely anti-democratic, them saying we're just not going to seat you. We don't care yeah. what the people voted for. And, and you know, was it within their legal rights to do it? I don't know. Well, you know what? Based on, based on you know, uh, on on the rules of the of the legislature, I suppose. But there are all kinds of other issues behind it: issues of fairness, issues of racism, um, civil rights issues. But here's the thing: Democrats respond to things like this by saying, "Well, you know, we really need to follow the rules. We really need to follow the laws. We really and and not nobody's saying do anything illegal, but like with the Mifeprestone exhibit." Uh, uh, um, decision, like, just say, no, screw you. The FDA trumps you. You yeah. know what? The, the, the FDA, the safety of people and yeah. the safety of their lives trumps your stupid decision. And we're going to go with the, the, the judge in uh, Washington state. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and on the Tennessee thing, I just was talking about the youth vote. You said, I mean, the Tennessee GOP just spit in the faces of young people. They told them their lives don't matter, only their racist power and guns matter. Gen Z is going to them up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's, yeah. you said, you dumb GOP mother in Tennessee just lost the youth vote for the rest of your bull racist lives. I mean, yeah. I you know, if it didn't affect so many lives so horribly rude, you're right. I would just go, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, You're going to lose yeah. every woman, every you know young person's vote in America if you keep going. Yeah, and they just made Justin Jones and Justin Pearson into in, into leaders. You know, just national leaders. They have and and if they can keep the energy going into 2024. I mean, here's the thing that gets me about Tennessee. Tennessee, as late as 2006, elected a Democratic governor. And 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 that and in his Phil Bredesen's reelection, he won 88 out of 95 counties in Tennessee. The Democrat did. He won some of the reddest parts of the state. It was it was overwhelming. Now, what magical thing happened after 2006 that might have changed a bunch of people's minds from voting Democrat? Yeah. Obama. They yeah. elected a black guy yeah. president. Yeah. And and that, and that just allowed the, the conservatives to, to drive everyone crazy by just being blatantly racist and saying, see, they, they actually elevated a black man to the highest office in the land. You know that you're next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you tweeted Clarence Thomas broke the law. No Republicans are calling for his resignation or impeachment. Justin Pearson and Justin Jones broke the rules of decorum and they were expelled by Republicans. That's an object lesson mm -hmm. in how whiteness functions in the United States. And again, I said, I guess we should be grateful that they're just way, you know, transparent now about it's not even a dog whistle. Right. I mean, it's just. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know. I say pour pour one out for the for the one Republican that that didn't vote to expel them, uh, a guy from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who just was like, "This is not the right thing to do." Yeah, there are other things we could be doing here. That's not expulsion. What sing, one single Republican was willing to stand up for for Pearson and Jones? Yeah, um, you you also said it's one thing to own a painting by Hitler. It's altogether something different if you're displaying it next to a Norman Rockwell. You could argue you're saying something about Rockwell or art, but mostly you're just saying something about yourself. Um, yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> think of the reasons you might think it's really fantastic to have a bunch of Nazi memorabilia, including a signed copy of Mein Kampf, right? Signed copy of Mein Kampf, the, the Hitler napkins. The, I mean, not the Hitler napkins, the Nazi napkins, the linens. It's like it's like and I somebody on Twitter pointed out like the thing about people that collect this kind of stuff is there's all the stuff they they don't show. It's like they want to gauge your response to the stuff that they have on display before you, they show you the really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. in air quotes there. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it, I, I don't understand the defense of it. I don't understand that. Yeah, he has statues of uh, fallen communist leaders in his in his garden because oh it reminds him about you know the cost of evil and i'm like i i you know i don't i don't i don't think that uh that that yankees fans have you know boston red sox stuff up just so that they can you know spit at it every day yeah um, by the way, speaking of far-right uh, lunacy, uh, Trump has told advisors to hire Laura Loomer, a far-right anti-Muslim activist, as for a campaign role. And you just tweeted, get that crazy one, the one who's effing nuts. No, not Sydney, <laughs> the young one with the handcuffs. Um, and now this has like, become the biggest big bag of rats fight, fight, fight right. on Twitter, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene, Laura Loomer. I, <laughs> I mean, 
really and truly you are all equally awful. <laughs> There's yeah, impossible yeah. No, to you, pick a winner. You guys, you guys can totally talk. You, no, no, you guys shouldn't settle it calmly. You should actually settle it really violently and 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 with as much damage as possible. Yeah. Because that 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 I think is what we're all waiting for. Can I have some historical music? Uh, Lee Papa, who is the Clark Kent, yeah, <laughs> Superman. You are uh, not just a department chair of noted historian of the Stephanie Miller Show. A note to breathless conservatives, Bill Clinton was almost indicted in 2001, but he cut a deal. Let me lay some history on you, conservative mother. Now that you're losing your... Over Donald Trump's indictment on a ton of felonies for financial chicanery. I mean, beyond the furious, masturbatory screams of election interference and unprecedented and partisan politics and other things that simply aren't assertions of Trump's innocence, just about the stupidest thing uh, you're saying is if they can do it to Trump, they will do it. Uh, what will you do when they try to indict a Democratic president? Please explain to the chillins, the baby children, <laughs> that yeah. what happened with Bill Clinton as you write this week. See, see after the Whitewater investigation, which revealed that Bill Clinton lied under oath about uh, oral sex from Monica Lewinsky. Blowsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yes. He, uh, yeah, yeah, and and other things that um, he was. They were looking to indict him after Kenneth Starr left. There was another uh, uh, independent prosecutor named um, independent counsel named Robert Ray, and he was on the verge of indicting Clinton for perjury. When instead, what Clinton and he would have been indicted after his presidency was over. This was in January two thousand one. And instead, Clinton cut a deal where he said, "Okay, I'll give up my law license for five years in Arkansas, which, you know, as everybody said, big whoop, he was never going to practice law in Arkansas ever again. And he paid a fine and admitted that he made false statements under oath. He did not say he lied or, you know, that he was intentionally trying to do anything. He just said, "Okay, I made false statements. Yeah. And in order to close things down, he Robert Ray accepted it. And so yeah. we had a, they, but he wanted to indict Clinton. Right. Lots of people wanted right. Clinton indicted. And, and can we, once again, for the, the, the baby children review, this was a stupid, a failed land deal. Right. This was not the successful grifting and crime that Donald Trump did all his life. It was a failed land deal. There was no yep. wrongdoing found that expanded into investigation of his private life, which they shouldn't have been investigating anyway. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm still the one Catholic girl that will defend him. Sexual relations means sexual intercourse. <laughs> so he didn't have sexual so intercourse it, with her. He got a blowsy. He got a blowsy. Whatever. Every, what, that doesn't count in the eyes of God, no, right? that's right. Okay. So, I mean, it let's, hope anyway, not. let's ask Amy and my high school boyfriend. You know, in the back seat. <laughs> Any, my point, Rude, <laughs> is that, you know, what, 70-something percent of the American people didn't think he should be, you know, impeached for his private life. It was This is right, so ridiculous. Right. Well, and, and they couldn't convict him, uh, right. you know, and, and so every, and there were so many people on the right that were upset. And my favorite thing, and I don't know if you And have by the that, way, it, I hear all you screaming, oh, it's Trump's private. No, it's not Trump's private life. This was, Bill Clinton, it was a consensual affair with another consenting adult or whatever you not know. a fair blow. yeah that, right. you know who was, was happy about the deal you know who was really happy about the deal monica Lewinsky, because yeah. they were prepared to make that poor monica Lewinsky drag her into court and go through the whole thing again yeah uh if clinton had been indicted yeah. she was like i am 
fine with this. Yeah. I am thrilled with this that it's over. But but one of the things that I that I that I happen to find is so the Wall Street Journal recently published something that was like, oh my God, you're indicting an ex-president. You're opening a Pandora's box. And right. what did the Wall Street Journal say back in 2001? They were like, no. Bill Clinton should be indicted. Presidents and ex-presidents need to be held to the law. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? Yeah. F you, right. uh, yeah. Wall you, Street. Well, that's what you write. First, yeah, indict presidents. Presidents should be scared of committing crimes. And just as about everyone sane has said, if we had prosecuted Nixon, if we had prosecuted Reagan, if we had prosecuted W. Bush, this might not be happening. Um, thank you. And you said, and then you talk about it. this is why you left Bill Clinton out of it because you explained the whole thing that you know he would have been indicted but for uh, making this deal. And for, okay, and Trump and again, could have made he a didn't deal. pay Trump off a porn made... star right before an election. He had an affair with a, cause another consenting adult. Anyway, you said and and you talked about it, it was started over a failed real estate deal. Um, Google that too if you want to sit there and think what the. B- for a few hours, the fellatio perjury was something that got folded into it because for reasons that mostly uh, there actually was a vast right conspiracy, right wing conspiracy out to get the Clintons. But again, Google is your friend here, not me. So, yeah, hysterical right wingers and Fox News, quote unquote, liars, uh, maybe just shut the up about the damage that Trump's indictment will do to democracy. Yeah. I mean, they were salivating for Clinton to be. Um, yeah, that's not a blowsy yeah. joke. That was salivating over something else. No, no, no. But that's what makes it a good blowsy. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. right. <laughs> Lubrication. What? Okay. Yeah, uh, this, we'll get into anyway. that more over our labia sushi, our angel labia sushi. That, yeah, we will. We yeah. will. We'll probably salivate over that, too. Okay. Oh, God. All right. I'm gonna, we're going to see you in studio tomorrow. Won't that be fun? I know. Okay. That's crazy. I'm All getting right. on a plane and heading to California. All right. Yeah. All right. Take a shower, you filthy hobo, before you come in studio. Loaded up the truck and move to Beverly. Yeah, but and by the way, Bills. when I come in tomorrow morning at seven a.m., I promise you, I will not be showered. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, hey, out of show, bed and getting in the car. Tomorrow show will be in scratch and sniff, everybody. Uh-huh. Free speech TV. <laughs> Love you. Goodbye. Thanks, Ruth. See you tomorrow. More than our share of the nattering nabobs of negativism. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. coming up our friend Dean Obadala tweets Texas Governor uh, Abbott pardons a man convicted of murdering a BLM protester mm-hmm. who was white because Tucker Carlson demanded it killer even posted before the shooting he was going to kill someone GOP is saying we can literally kill people they disagree with politically and we will protect you yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I know we're all focused on Trump and justice finally coming but Oh, my God, some of the things happening at the state level are, are just uh, horrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Brian Tyler Cohen tweeted about it as well. Greg Abbott just announced he'll pardon a convicted murderer who shot and killed a Black Lives Matter protester after driving his car into a crowd. Tucker Carlson told Abbott to pardon him. I mean, I, this is Tucker Carlson's yeah. party now. Yeah. Not even just Trump's, right? Midas Touch said the Republican Party is pro-murder, pro-crime, pro-violence. They are the party of lawlessness and chaos. Uh, thank you. Lucretia in Milwaukee. Hey, Lucretia. Hi, yes. Um, good morning, everyone. Hello. Um, I, if, if I may re- uh, read this um, to you, um, it's regarding all it's just the, the homophobic hatred, and especially it all started with Kid Rock, who hasn't been relevant in like t- over 20 years, um, about like brands that are subje- uh, that are um, that sponsors for LGBT communities. Mm-hmm. And so uh, on Facebook, I, I posted 
to those who are belly aching about brands of booze that sponsor a sexual orientation that you're not comfortable with, give me a break. Some of you are complaining about some of these brands that you don't even drink, so why do you give a F? There are children out here dying to military-grade firearms in school, and this is what's burning your ass? Let's be honest. Some of you are not even going to stop buying or drinking this stuff. And, I mean, for F's sakes, you're, going, you're acting like if you drink this stuff, it's going to turn you into a certain way. Basically, you're out here saying you're a homophobe without saying you're a homophobe. Here's Stephanie. Um, I have two nieces, one in middle school and one in high school. That are They're both lesbians, and they have a sister that's bisexual. And as I concluded, I said, I will love them for who they are and will never stop loving them for who they are and have to live in a society of ignorance such as this. If what I have to say is making you contemplate being virtual friends on a social network site, hey, you got to friend me, you got to friend me. Or if they're feeling some kind of way, you'll get over it because I'm not going to lose sleep yep. over it. Exactly. Yep. I hear you. Here, here. Noel Kastler coming up, Stephanie Miller Show. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Dr. King said that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Thank God for these young legislators. We have to stand with them and keep bending that arc toward justice and closer to our ideals. If we can't save our own children, what are we doing? We have to stand up in this moment, protect them, and protect the democracy at the same time. Reverend Raphael Warnock. He got the quote right. Yeah, yes, he it. did. Yes, yes. I always trouble with that arc thing. Whatever. Okay, uh, because it's another day in America, there is an active shooting with multiple casualties right now reported at a bank in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Uh, our friend Ellie Mistal, who was fantastic last week on the show, said uh, to recap this week's news, Donald Trump and Clarence Thomas were both accused of public corruption, but it's okay because neither of them used a bullhorn. So Tennessee expelled two black guys who want to stop the NRA from murdering children uh, Texas forces people to give birth to. That about sums it up. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah. Um, here's, again, our uh, the official stem cell of the Stephanie Miller Show, Victor Shee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah said, incredible, I've been talking with young people on campus about this week, and they're all fed up with Republicans. They see what's happening, and they are more outraged than I've ever seen. Mark my words, things are changing quickly, and young people are awakening like never before. Um, let's hope there's that, that's the silver lining. Um, in bad news, Salon tweets, uh, Trump's, uh, people underestimate Trump's predatory nature. Uh, some one psychologist said he is more dangerous now that he's under threat. Trump needs to be locked up because he has real problems with controlling his violent fantasies and impulses. What, Travis, what else did I miss? The statements from the bassinet. He, World War Three in all caps, was the Easter tweet, I yeah. believe. Yes. Pretty much. Happy Easter. Yeah. Oh, and there okay. was also a Biden's Easter. a pervert. Biden's yeah. a pervert. Yeah, Biden's a pervert. And happy Easter to everyone who's trying to destroy the country. Right. Yeah, his holiday messages are always the, the greatest. Yeah. Awkward. Happy Easter. Like at the end of, right, calling people names and blah, blah. 
Um, Richard Signorelli says uh, another important interview. Unfortunately, uh, Merrick Garland seems to have normalized this psychopath, treating him more like Nixon than the Hitler I believe him to be. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just I never thought in one day we'd have a news cycle where a guy collects Nazi stuff that supports the you know corrupt Supreme Court justice. That I okay. Whatever. Michael in Oakland, you're on the Stephanie Miller Show. Hello, Mike. Hi, how you doing? Good, go ahead. So I can probably give you a quick, I can give you a quick synopsis of that case in Texas. Okay. okay. Uh, ba- yeah, basically, <clears throat> basically this guy was, uh, uh, he had been in the army. He was, he'd been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, these protests are going on in Austin, among others. Trump is posting, you know, that we need to take care of these anarchists and so on and so forth. And he's posting back repeatedly. And I know this because I know somebody in Texas who's connected to this case. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's posting back repeatedly things like, "Well, why don't we just shoot him? You know what? I'm going to go out and find me some of them and shoot him." Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. He's just this is. There were multiple texts and posts of this kind on the part of the shooter. Were those admitted? He's in court? driving Uber. Yes, what? all of it came in in court. Okay. He, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, <clears throat> more importantly, he he. Let me give you a quick legal issue. Mm-hmm. If you're going to claim a self-defense, you need to testify or somehow come up with evidence to show that you actually feared for your life. Right. He did not testify because he knew that they would shove those text messages and, and uh, excuse me, and uh, uh, post down his throat. Right. Wait a minute. You say you were scared, but you were out there basically hunting for someone to kill. Okay. He, <clears throat> much of that information of, the, of his intentions came out in court. He's driving an Uber. He he tried to claim to the police that he somehow found himself going down a street several blocks right toward a crowd of protesters. And he just kept going. Finally, he drives his car into this crowd. They surround him like, you know, because it's not it is the case that many people have used cars sure. to attack protesters. Remember Charlottesville? That's right. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So. So. <clears throat> excuse me. So they surround a car. One of them does have an AK. One of the protesters has a semi-automatic rifle. Okay, that is one hundred. The fact that he had that rifle, even there at a protest, unfortunately, is legal in Texas. Right. The the guy, <clears throat> the driver of the Uber, sees the guy. He sees these people. He takes out his own semi-automatic pistol and he shoots the guy five times. In his in his police video, he describes the shooter as having the weapon pointed down, and he says that he, he shot him before he could get a chance to aim at him. Okay. And that, that was played to the jury, okay? The oh. guy did not testify. That, that police video was played to the jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defendant could not testify and did not testify. And, and legally speaking, self-defense is what's known as an affirmative defense. You need to prove that. You need to prove, yes, I shot him, but here's my explanation for why. And he never could do that. And he, he, the explanation that he gave to the police clearly fell flat in yeah. the courtroom that was on video. So, and, and <clears throat> all of this came out in a trial. The jury deliberated and they found him guilty. Okay. And yeah. within in literally with microseconds. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And within microseconds, 
essentially, the governor is saying, I'm going to pardon him. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't at the but trial. This is, you know, he Michael, hasn't read is, the trial transcript. Yeah. This is where we're at. Mm-hmm. They, you know, all jump to Donald Trump's defense before they even know what the charges are in New York. I mean, it just, they are, uh, a Trump judge decides that, you know, women can't have a drug that's been approved for 20 years by the FDA. They have, I mean, they have completely and totally politicized the justice, uh, the, the justice system. The entire purpose of the jury system is so that one person or some government mm-hmm. official doesn't make the decision exactly. about who's guilty and who's innocent. Yeah. That, that, our, that is, that, without that... That is the bedrock that, that is of our judicial policy. system. Right. And you know if it was the yep. other way around and it was, first of all, there is no real such thing as Antifa. It's not an organized whatever. But you know if it was a quote-unquote left-wing protester? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It's been completely and totally politicized, this whole... Uh, it's just not the way... So now we have to get a judge to go, no, you can't... The FDA, you can't stop this judge... The, the, or this drug, excuse me, the FDA has... And as Rude Pundit said, what a stupid way to run a country, right? Where we're just... Okay. Oh, I found it, the uh, statement, the Easter statement from the uh, bassinet of the 45th president. Oh, not that oh, one. Wow. Okay. Perverted Joe Biden is a treasonous traitor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Is a treasonous traitor trying to over... Boy, does he project a lot, or is it just yeah, me? Okay. Bit. Trying to overthrow the United States of America and our Constitution. This makes him and Democrats public enemy. They will pay for crimes against humanity and treason. Oh, and then he went to all caps? That was after. Mm-hmm. Happy Easter to all! Including those that dream endlessly of destroying our country because they're incapable of dreaming about anything else. Those that are so incompetent they don't realize having a border and a powerful wall is a good thing. And having voter ID, all paper ballots, and same-day voting will quickly end massive voter fraud to all those weak and pathetic rhinos. Radical left, Democrat, socialist, Marxist, communists who are killing our nation. Remember, we will be back. It's just a flesh wound, you coward. Come back. I think it's nice he always puts an acknowledgement to the holiday, though, don't you? I mean, he also would like us to have a happy it, Easter. You At know least what, he didn't though, start out with. It seems like he does it because he has to, you know? Despite, despite the World War III and right. the, perverted, the perverted pedophile treasonous in office, he would like us to have a happy Easter. If he really wanted to go deep, he could say, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't persecuted like Jesus. I'm just as persecuted as Jesus really? was. That SNL skit was good. Did you see it? No. The Last Supper. <laughs> Trump freezes in. Just like me, completely innocent man, charged with crimes. Paul in Seattle. Hello, Paul. Hello, Good Paul. Good morning. Hi. I think the judiciary, the arrogance of the judiciary has gotten way out of control uh, with this judge in Texas. And, of course, the failed uh, run by that arrogant punk Daniel Kelly in Wisconsin who said he didn't have a worthy opponent. Yeah. Uh, but... Clarence Thomas, if he doesn't know that he should report a gift of hospitality that's nearly twice yeah. his annual salary, my question is, did he file it on his taxes? Because if he didn't, that's tax fraud. Yeah. And I think we need to have a Senate committee to investigate, frankly, all nine of the justices, if he was told by his colleagues that he didn't have to report it. Are they not reporting anything either? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, they are just lawless. They are lawless as a party. Hey, speaking of which, what? Oh. let's get to some happy clapping news. Look, my Mary Erasmus shirt is here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not in time for the first arrest, but maybe the second. Georgia looms after Trump indictment in New York is the headline in the New York Times. Ooh. Ooh. 
ruthlessly absurd. Thank you for filling that in. (laughs) Uh, There are numerous signs that uh, Fawny Willis may go big. Yeah, go big or go home. With more kaleidoscopic indictment charging uh, charging not only Mr. Trump, but perhaps a dozen or more of his allies, her investigation has targeted a wide range of conduct centered around efforts to subvert the democratic process and overturn Trump's election loss. Uh, nearly 20 people are already known to have been told they are targets and can face charges, including Rudy Giuliani uh, and David Schaefer, head of the uh, Georgia Republican Party. For Ms. Willis, the Times writes... Mm-hmm. The choice to pursue a narrowly focused indictment or a more sprawling one, a classic prosecutor's dilemma, carries with it potential risks and benefits in both sides, and American history offers few examples in which the stakes are so high. Certainly, prosecutors would have this conversation of what's in the best interest of justice and what is strategically preferable for a case, said Barb McQuaid, our legal lady. Yes. A narrow case maybe could be easier for jurors to understand, but it is also possible to go too narrow, Ms. McQuaid said, denying a jury the ability to see the entire scope of the defendant's criminal behavior. If, on the other hand, a wide-ranging scheme is charged, you allow them to see the full scope of criminal conduct, but going big could cause the jurors to become lost amid a profusion of evidence with a long trial increasing the possibility of a mistrial. Um, Some of that reminded me of what we went through with the Mueller report, right? Mm -hmm. That yeah. it, it almost is too much criminality to ha- to focus your mind on, and so it, and the fact that they went don't follow the money, and also you can't indict a sitting president, mm-hmm. and oh well the obstruction, like that we're just going to let the obstruction go because right. the all of the obstruction, what was it, ten counts, mm-hmm. obscured their ability to get to the criminal conspiracy. So mm-hmm. you know it enabled Trump and his idiots to go. It was just a hoax, the Russia hoax when. Oh, my God. For instance, the the hush money payments was in the Mueller report. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of I mean, how many people were indicted that were in the Mueller report yeah. and put in prison. So it, it was not unsuccessful. They just couldn't get all the way to the top because right. of all the obstruction. So I have to hope that that at least is, is um, you know, what do you call it? It stopped at this point yeah. in this next this next bunch, bunch of arrestmuses. Let's just put it that way. Um, Travis, Alina Haba. Uh, bless you. Thank you. Here she is. She's a little jealous. Yeah, is she? Is Who got involved? Did Stormy Daniels get involved? Yeah. Okay, yeah. somebody's got a grumpy. If you're a Democrat, if you're anti-Trump, you'll get famous and you'll be popular and you'll be in vogue. If you stand for something, if you go to church, if you happen to be naturally beautiful, if you give it, you know, you care about your kids and what? children all over the country uh-huh. and you do what you're supposed to do and you walk a straight line. No, no, there's no vogue for you, Eric. Uh-huh. No, for you, you get DAs and AGs all over the country coming after you wow. and your children. Meow. That's the world we're living in. Meow. Did, Does Kitty want another bowl of milk? Upset. Did she... Who is she calling naturally beautiful? I don't know. Melania, maybe? I don't know if she's talking about herself yeah, or Melania. I don't, I don't well, know. Melania's not in trouble. Hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 19... <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. True. He always buries the documents with the dead wife, not the oh, yeah. new one. Okay. He's not that dumb. She's your human antidepressant. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Time. You can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Break it down. Yeah, yeah, let's break it down. Yeah. We're breaking it down. We're going to break it down with Noel Kastler. The whole hour for the hour. Yeah. Next hour. 
24 minutes after the hour. Uh, Seth, the home of hope in Los Angeles. Hello, Seth. Welcome. Hello, homos. Um, I am so hopeful. I mean, when you think about last week, that was like one freaking whole month happening from Tuesday to Friday, starting with with Trump's indictment, Idaho to travel ban, the drug ban in, in, in Texas, then Tennessee. I just feel like we're at a tipping point. Yep. It is so blatant and so bold that people just cannot unsee what they've seen and people cannot forget what they've experienced this week. And so I am so hopeful for 2024 because I, I told you early on, they are just going to make such clowns and mockeries of themselves that they are going to be our best um, talking points and they're going to be our best ads. And this is coming to fruition. And what happened last week, we saw two young black men become national leaders and inspirational visions of hope. Yep. And there's no turning back, Stephanie. Yep. There's no turning back. We are going forward. And I just never felt so hopeful and inspired. Yeah, No, I I am terrified, but also hopeful because of uh, those three. The vice president said much the same. It wasn't about the three of these leaders. It was about who they were representing. It's about whose voices they were channeling. Understand that. And is that not what a democracy allows? A democracy says you don't silence the people. You do not stifle the people. You don't turn off their microphones when they are speaking about the importance of life and liberty. Oh, have Republicans already said she's too loud? Yep. Even without a bullhorn? Is that? Yeah. You know that's in the Constitution, that free speech is fine unless it's too loud and then it's just rude. Yeah, well, especially if you're black. I think Benjamin Franklin said said that. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. There is no question that the president and I are going to stand with the women of America and do everything we can to ensure that women have the ability to make decisions about their health care, their reproductive health care, in, in a manner that is, is, is what they need, and they decide that, not their government. Yeah. Um, okay, Chris, who said, uh, who wants some beaver nuggets? Uh, Captain Caveman. No, I believe it was uh, Ron DeSantis. We're uh, what? looking for it. It was International Beaver Day on uh, Friday. I can't oh. believe I missed that, Travis. That's that was holiday. a big producing fail, is all I'm saying. International. Nice beaver. Okay. Thank you. Right. I just had it stuffed. Should have taken a day off. Okay. Uh, AOC uh, this weekend. There has been thought, I believe, given to this. Senator Ron Wyden has already issued statements, uh, for example, advising what we should do in a situation like this, which I concur, which is that I believe that the Biden administration should ignore uh, this ruling. I think that we, you know, the courts have the legitimacy and they rely on the legitimacy of their rulings. And what they are currently doing is engaged in an unprecedented and dramatic erosion of the legitimacy of the courts. They, it, it is the justices themselves through the deeply partisan and unfounded nature of these rulings that are undermining their own enforcement. Um, oddly, we you know agreed with her, Representative Nancy Mace, yeah, she's out this Republican morning. of South Carolina, yeah. right, said that uh, the... Um, the administration should ignore. He, she said, this is an FDA-approved drug. I support the use of FDA-approved drugs. It's not up to us to decide as legislators or even as a court system whether or not this is the right drug to use or not. Again, I just feel like they've poked the wrong bear. 
in terms of women and young people and gun violence and you name it. I mean, I, I, this headline this morning, GOP warms to Trump's plan to bomb Mexico. I'm like, oh my God, this party has completely lost its mind, mind. Mm -hmm. right? That I believe uh, noted peacenik John Bolton even thought that would be a bad idea, bombing Mexico. What has has happened to this party? We will talk about that when we get back. And Noel Kassler for the hour on The Stephanie Miller Show. I mean, does, does the judge's decision make sense just on the, the merit of no. what he ruled? And not at all, and especially when he said it was rushed. <laughs> rushed. Four years available for over two decades. That is not rushed. Used by, in one year alone, half a million women uh, was the way that they accessed abortion care. It is the Stephanie Miller show. Yes, the GOP has become a become now a warning has yeah, become right. is a bad idea factory. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, uh, a new report uh, suggests Republicans are increasingly embracing what was once a fringe idea floated by Trump that America should bomb Mexico in the name of uh, battling drug cartels. Representative Dan Crenshaw and Mike Waltz introduced a bill seeking authorization for the use of military force to quote put us at war with the cartels. Senator Tom Cotton said he is open to sending U.S. troops to Mexico, uh, even without that nation's permission. As I mentioned before the break, noted peacenik John Bolton thought perhaps that's unwise. Isn't he the one that wanted to bomb several floors of the yes. UN building? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, one Republican congressional aide said, if you thought Iraq was a bad situation, wait till you invade a country on our border. Our grandchildren will be dealing with this. Thank you. I, I guess I should just. Oh, wow. Oh, by the way, Jim Trusty, tr- uh, what do you call it? Uh, Trump's trusty new lawyer. Yes. I agree with whoever said who, any of his lawyers that go on TV, he seems way guiltier than he did before that. Absolutely. Lawyer. They're not helping. No, they are not helping. Do we have a. His trusty lawyer? Yeah. Him with, uh, I think he just saw this guy in a billboard. It's him with Chuck Todd. I Trust, trusty. Pardon? It's Chuck Todd. Mm. How do you explain him defying a subpoena? Chuck, the Democratic narrative, yeah. which you're, you're touting right now to try to draw a distinction. It's, between, it's just a set of facts. Well, let me finish. Uh, uh, let's, I mean, let's why add, call it a Democratic narrative? It's a set of facts. Because you're ignoring, a, a, you're ignoring a set of facts. Let's talk about Delaware. You've got a vice president that has documents for decades oh, in, these, in this Chinese-funded... Penn Biden Center, right? You've got absolute obstruction there because we don't even have there, any sort of- How's that obstruction? Because he had no right to have those documents. Right, and he didn't did have he, any And did he refuse to turn them over when he found them? Well, I don't know. It was hidden for so many months. Again, did he, did he turn them over? Okay, wow. It's Chuck Todd approaching journalism. He's like trying. Approaching, he was getting, yeah. He's in the neighborhood. Yes, there's a difference between inadvertently keeping documents and giving them back the moment you realize that they inadvertently got in with your stuff and what Trump did, which is completely 
uh, first of all, take them on purpose. Right. Secondly, not give them back. Right. Third, lie about them. Right. Okay. Go on, trustee. Nixon had a case because the law wasn't in place. The law uh, was effective with the Reagan presidency in 1981. Does, the form, does Donald Trump think he should get paid? Is that what's going on here? Because Nixon got paid $18 million. He wants, is he just holding these documents for some sort of financial settlement? No, nah, that's a cheap shot. Look, if uh, he keeps so, bringing up this Nixon thing. What so, other reasons okay, is he so bringing let's it go, up? Let's go more modern day, because you're right about the timing yeah. of the Presidential Records Act. Uh, Bill Clinton had multiple recordings he kept in a sock drawer oh. of his presidency while in the Oval Office, talking oh to God. foreign leaders, talking to mm -hmm. advisors. He basically said, hey, that stays in my sock drawer. It's personal. Nara didn't blink. Oh my God, with the sock thing again. Do I have to? I don't, Travis, That's I'm not been, sure I have the energy this morning to go through the whole on. explanation. I'm Nothing. so tired from kicking yours and uh, Chris's ass. No wrong. By the way, I didn't realize in the picture that we tweeted and Facebooked and Instagram that I, the score was on the scoreboard. It is. 21 5. It is. Yeah. My girlfriend and I beat uh, Chris and Travis 21 5. Yeah. I, we own it. Travis and I'm I own exhausted. it. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I was just there to hold the scoreboard up with my head. <laughs> Charlie Pierce said, I didn't realize that Travis was nine feet tall. <laughs> Travis is nine feet tall. Yes. And you are, just, you are just a big slab of muscle. I said it was like playing uh, ping pong with one of the slabs of meat in a Rocky film. It's like the number 10. It's yeah, just the like the 10. ball would be it's like, like the number 10. He's yeah. the one and I'm the zero. Yeah, it's the number 10. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I don't want to have to go through the whole why the stupid socks thing. And by the way, what do you mean that's a cheap shot? Trump's the one that said it. He keeps Nixon saying got eighteen million dollars for his stuff. I have every right to keep that's it. That's what mob people say. That's a cheap shot. Yeah. Okay. When you're right. All right, yeah. trustee. Do you know this for a fact that they're right now there are no more classified documents in Mar a Lago? Right yeah. Now? Sure. And and I can tell you the, the leak about what happened with this additional documents or several documents that were found in the thumb drive is absurd. We actually have a federal prosecutor that was in court that completely mischaracterized that. It's been the same mischaracterization that the media has run with to suggest that President Trump is just sitting on a mountain of documents. It's not true at all. It was a completely innocuous situation. 4,500 pages of documents That's with not... several mixed in that didn't stand out what? to a low-level staffer, period. I feel like because of because you just when you think George is next, now I'm like, I kind of feel like maybe this documents thing is next because right, He's really that's fixated what his on it. Twitter freakout was about, and, and they're calling in people. Right. Yes. Okay. Um. Good lord. Because this is America, five people are dead. At least six others hospitalized following a shooting in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, just now to this morning. Uh, which, as you know, was what the Tennessee thing was all about, was yes. protesting gun violence, uh, AOC, about what's happening on the state level. This is about the fascist takeover of our state houses that Republicans have invested in in the last several decades. This is about a naked abuse of power. This is about disenfranchising. Uh, this is about disenfranchising Democrats in a state in states where there is extreme levels of voter suppression. And um, it was also about racism. Yeah, uh, yeah. Democratic members of the Tennessee House of Representatives assembled a list Thursday of what does not get a Republican legislature uh, legislator expelled uh, as they booted the two African-American members mm -hmm. for uh, protesting gun violence. In 1866, six lawmakers were expelled for blocking the ratification of the 14th Amendment. In 1980, a House member was expelled for seeking a bribe in exchange for scuttling a police of legislation. In 2016, a representative was expelled amid a state and federal investigation for sexual misconduct. Uh, after a report found he engaged in inappropriate sexual conduct with at least 22 women. I mean, I, I, 
Okay. So there's sexual assault of minors. Mm-hmm. This, as you mentioned, Travis, one of them peed in someone else's seat and didn't get expelled right. from yeah. the Tennessee legislature. Classy. Uh, AOC, one more. It was deeply about racism. From the comments, the absolutely disrespectful and denigrating comments uh, made to the black members that of, of the Tennessee House, uh, to the fact that they that these Republicans voted to expel after charging three three of these members, they expelled two black male legislators and they voted to acquit in a way, or they voted to to not expel um, the sole white woman, uh, Representative Gloria Johnson, who has been a phenomenal ally. Who herself raised this issue of, of race playing a role. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Johnny in Florida. Hey, Johnny, welcome. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for taking my call. I can't believe that you guys don't know about Joe Takapina. Oh, remember when Takapina's. you guys were supposed to Takapina? Remember when you guys were uh, supposed to take over uh, Don Imus's show after he screwed up yes, with the nap-headed host yes, comment? We were supposed to. We were pre, yeah. we were pre-fired. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Takapina was Imus's. Uh, Attorney. Oh, uh, to go attorney to, yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, degree yeah. is Stephanie Miller. <laughs> Not, sorry, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't Imus's personal attorney. He was the attorney that they would call to talk about legal issues. Oh, right. Got it. And, okay. and Imus used to call him by his last name. Takapina, what do you think about okay. this? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's, gone, he's back from a long time oh, with the Bobby, right. same Bobby sweaty stuff. <laughs> right. Remember those days? Thank you, funny, for that fun fact. Here's some Joe Tacopinas with some more sweaty mobby stuff. I saw a creepy picture of him shirtless. Oh, oh, oh it's oh, no. no, no. He's 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 oh, like okay. got that like ripped old dude thing going on with like a big old chest tattoo mm-hmm. and that oh. really leathery skin thing. So he looks like a real yeah. house husband of of New Jersey, pretty much. Oh yeah, real house husbands of New Jersey. Okay. Um. Hey, speaking of MSNBC, guess who got us some more press? Glenn Kirshner. Always. Yeah. Why, look, it's a Stephanie Miller. story. Media Eye. Hi, Media Eye. You have fantastic taste. Uh, the naked on a- Post picked this up, too. <gasps> naked Unapologetic Racism. MSNBC's Glenn Kirshner torches Republicans over Tennessee expulsion yeah. vote. Uh, Glenn Kirshner and SiriusXM host. Stephanie Miller. Yes. Yes. Torched Republicans over their expulsion of two black Democrats from the Tennessee House of Representatives on Friday's episodes of the Stephanie Miller. show. Yes. Mm-hmm. The host and her guest agreed that the expulsion in Tennessee exposed pure racism and anti-democracy in Republicans. And then it's the transcript is printed here. And, you know, when I read me, I enjoy me even more. You're pretty good, you know. Than listening to me. I made some very good points. Look, quoted there. Stephanie Miller. Yes. And, you know, and Glenn Kirshner. Did you remember these points? As it's soon getting as publicity interview... for two now. What? Did you remember these points as soon as the interview was over? Yes. I don't, I'm like, wow, did I say that? I didn't remember that. That was a good point. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Glenn Kirshner, once again. For uh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Glenn Kirshner. Publicity rock star. All right. Sue in Rockville, you're on the Stephanie Miller Show. Hello, Sue. Hello, guys. Um, I just want to tell you that we finally took Bar Baby, the original Bar Baby, Miss Molly, on a three-year delayed trip last week, which is why we weren't around. Aww. And on the Aww. flight, on the flight down for the two hours in the past six years that I was totally unavailable, Trump got indicted. And I'm walking in the, you know, in the pathway and I see someone's computer up and I see it says Trump indicted and I stop and I said to him, did this just happen? 
And he said yes. And I went completely nuts and was hugging all of the flight attendants who were hugging me back. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, lobster. while you were talking, I went on American Cruise Lines and booked another trip for you. Enjoy the lobster bag. We're getting ready for the next indictment. And, and, but when I got off, there were 35 text messages saying, where the hell are you? It finally happened. Where are you? <laughs> See, so it's you being on vacation, not me. That's the key. There, there you go. Apparently. I, I'll plan one real soon. And speaking of that, I want to echo what Seth, my wonderful homo of hope, said. Mm-hmm. You know, today Trump is being supposed to be deposed again in the Letitia James case. On the 17th, Fox News goes to trial in the Dominion voting suit. April 25th, E.G. Carroll's defamation trial begins. And that's just the stuff we know about. There's more things. April will be the cruelest month for Trump and the GOP. Wow, that's magical. That is magical. I would, you know what I would do? I would hurry now and get your Mary Erasmus shirt. Come on, it's fantastic. Look, it's StephanieMiller.com. It's a Stephanie Miller show. It is exactly, tis the season. Right, because we've had our first Erasmus, which was Thanksgiving. And then we we saw the other, yeah, yeah. Erasmus is to come. Well, you know who would know is the official Lutheran pastor of the Stephanie Miller Show. Which holiday is which religious holiday? Hello, Dave. Good morning. Dave's there, uh, man. What's that? I said Dave's there, man. Okay, exactly. Dave, where are you? Uh, I remember I'm old enough to know Cheech and Sean. So I am, uh, you know, I know a call. I talk about religion uh, often when I call in. But uh, to piggyback on something that Chris said, ironically, about uh, that um, Trump had to say Happy Easter, this whole mega fascist Republican debacle uses God, uses Jesus as a prop. There's no authenticity there. There's nothing there. They're just a cherry pick. If at best, what they think what they can use for their own political gain. Um, and every person who claims to be an authentic uh, follower of the teachings uh, of Jesus should, you know, be calling these people on it. Why isn't anyone just saying, that's not what the Bible says? Um, and yeah, I get tired of it. I, you know, I get kind of tired of it and angry. You know, if it's something that's meaningful for me, to give us something important to me in my life, and, and then to hear it trashed like this just for political gain is really, really offensive. Very yep. offensive. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but by the way, I don't know your favorite Easter cartoon, but uh, someone sent me one yesterday that reminded me about Trump lies about everything. One snake says to the other snake, did you eat my uh, chocolate bunny? And the snake says no. And there's a complete outline of the chocolate bunny inside the snake. That's Trump. Didn't know her. Didn't have an affair with her. Don't, don't, never even met her. Yeah. Trump's not skinny enough for you to yeah. see a chocolate bunny outline. I, I like the Easter cartoon with the ears bitten off and the butt. And the butt. Yes, yeah. my butt hurts. Yes. What? What? Yeah. That's funny. Okay. That's yeah, that's it's a the classic. Yeah. Okay. Every, every year I see that. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Chris, who yes. said, of all what happened in Tennessee, it's naked, naked, unapologetic racism. You know, it's American apartheid. That's what it is. And we've lived with it for so long. You know, when are we going to wrestle it to the ground and shoot it dead? You know, this is everyone's struggle. It's not just the struggle of our black brothers and sisters. And, you know, I was so hopeful, Steph, Oops. when Joe <laughs> Biden 
included in his inaugural address, you know, the promise of racial justice will be deferred no longer, and yet here we are. But boy, what a miscalculation. This is going to galvanize people, black, white, young, old. And this is, I think, more evidence of the Republican Party circling the drain. Who said that? The Hair Bear Bunch. No, that would be Glenn Kirshner on the Stephanie Miller show. Thank you, Media for the publicity once yeah. again on how fantastic Glenn Kirshner is. Oh, Chris, who said, well, yes, they say 2022, you know, despite what the media told us, it was a pro-democracy vote. I mean, people do actually care about democracy. Who said that? Uh, The banana splits. No, that was... Stephanie Miller. Of the... Stephanie Miller. Show. She sounds brilliant. Fantastic. With Glenn Kirshner. I've got to listen to that. Maybe you should subscribe to the Stephcast, only four ninety five a month if you buy a year in advance. We've never raised the price. And now, Mary Erasmus shirts are available for yes. the next arrest. I didn't get it in time for the first one, but who did? You'll have it for the next It's six, Erasmus season. Seven. Yes. Who knows how long it could Every go on. Every day's Erasmus day in our hearts. Exactly. If you wish hard enough. <laughs> Michael in Da Bronx. Hi, Mike. Michael. Sexy liberal mama. Yes, baby. <laughs> Hi, Mooks. Hi. Hey, an instinct thought came to mind. Everyone wants to want, is wondering why is Merrick Garland taking so long? Look at what's going on here. You have the January 6th um, insurrection investigation. And then you have the, um, what should we call it, the Mar-a-Lago documents that are being hidden. And then add to that the incitement of violence, mm-hmm. the obstructionism that's going on with every and every case, not just on Trump's part, but now you got Jim Jordan getting involved. You got some of these lawyers on Trump's side engaging in the same thing. So I'm thinking when it's all said and done at the end of the day, this can get bigger and bigger and bigger than what we have ever yeah. imagined, yes. which means these same Republicans could be facing indictments. And just a word of caution to everybody, Start getting ready for some special elections and we can take back Congress. Yes, absolutely. I, it is feeling festive, Erasmus season. I think we could get gifts that we weren't even expecting. Who knows? Layer after layer. I just don't want to get a rock. I got a rock. I got a piece of coal. Anita in San Antonio. Hello, Anita. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, here in San Antonio, there was a big billboard with Trump behind bars. Yeah, oh, I, I saw I read about that. Yep. Did you? Um, yeah, I, I also want to talk about what this judge did. I have a friend who told me that drug saved her life when she had an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. Women are going to die because there's a lot of ectopic pregnancies that mm-hmm. that, thing, that, that drug is used for. Yeah, I mean, it is a and, slippery slope, Anita. When, when, when do you get the crazy anti-vaxxer judge that says, you know, we're going to ban vaccines? Right. We're going to ban, you well, know, uh, uh, Paxlovid, right? Well, his rationale was just insane. He said... They didn't take into consideration women's anguish. You know, I'm not. Yeah, he used a lot of loaded language like abortionist and, you know, unborn child and all of this, you know, politicized stuff that just does not belong in the judiciary. Okay, Noel Kassler, who is fantastic, joins us next for the hour. The Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right song. 
Sadly, we are living through a moment in our country where, at least in parts of our uh, politics and parts of our country, there are those who feel that racism is not only acceptable, it's fashionable. Uh, you know, I'm a post-civil rights generation baby. Part of what Martin Luther King Jr. did for us was that not only did he push hard, he and those who fought alongside him, against systemic racism, uh, he made it unpopular and uh, socially unacceptable. Uh, but we, we, we have seen over the last six years a reemergence of a kind of unabashed, unembarrassed bigotry um, that is, um, just, should be deeply shocking to the conscience of anybody who believes in what's right, who believes in what's true. Raphael Warnock, uh, yesterday, one more reprimand. Rather than the legislature responding to the violence, they decided to silence uh, members of their own body who were protesting nonviolently in response to the violence that started all of this in the first place. Uh, all of us should be deeply concerned, even if we have differences of opinion about the gun safety issue and what the best route is. This is uh, on its head, undemocratic, un-American, unacceptable. And I think that at the end of the day, the people are going to get their voice back in their house. Uh, Raphael Warnock, uh, again, and by the way, on cue, five people are dead this morning in the shooting in uh, Kentucky. Okay, um, we, I, I know, by popular demand, and let me just say preemptively, no, we can't have him every day. You can't eat ice cream for breakfast every day. We can't have him for free every day. But Noel Kessler is here. <laughs> yeah. Wildly popular comedian extraordinaire. Hey, Noel, welcome. Good morning. Hey, hey, Stephanie. Thanks for having me back. Happy to be here. I, you know, I, well, first of all, it's arrestmas season, as you know. I mean, I, we've, we are between Trump arrests. But uh, I just can I just say of all the fantastic legal and political points you make on Twitter, your tweet, Trump looked like a summer sausage rolled back and forth across a barbershop floor, just made me so happy. <laughs> do what I can because all the people going oh he loves this it's going to be great for him oh my god all you have to do is look at his face right he is humiliated and I'm and I am here for every second of it exactly I mean nobody lives in more self-centered fear than Donald Trump I mean that is his overarching characteristic it always has been all the bravado all the machismo hides a very very scared very emotionally stunted person who needs to be coddled and sedated and all kinds of things for the big moments in his life, which last Tuesday certainly was. Yeah. What I mean, I, I know Mary Trump was talking about that, too. He's just terrified. I think uh, Brian Karam, uh, is it, mm -hmm. you know, looked at the close up of his face and he said, I've never seen this expression on his face. Fear. I, I don't know. Humiliation. I mean, a, a lifetime of karma catching up with him. What, what was your sort of reaction on watching that whole thing? You know, it was all of the above. It reminded, you know, he he was clearly sort of out of it, too. You know, yeah, they, they yeah. sort of have to handle him. He doesn't travel well. So spending the night before up in Trump Tower, you know, I think he went on his benzo breakfast kind of routine to keep himself from freaking out. But he he was terrified. You got to understand the guy spent his whole life trying to prevent that from happening. You know, he would have NYPD security guards walking around him in New York City. He, he sort of built this wall around himself that he was untouchable and above the law. And they're telling him he's not anymore. And it, it's it's weighing on him, as we can see. I just love the headlines sporting Trump rages at slovenly Bill Barr. 
yeah. <laughs> for saying he'll likely get indicted in classified documents case. I mean, I don't, hard to pick a winner there, but still, I just, he has no self-awareness, does he? None, none whatsoever. And he's, you know, he's got like that, you know, he projects everything, right? His whole image is like, try, he's been trying to like pretend like he's not bald since 1985. Right. You know what I mean? It's like everybody in the world knows you're bald on top, but he still he walks around in an illusion. You know, that that's what Trump is. He's sort of like the world's greatest example of self mythologization and just like no sense of reality and sense of self. Yeah. And and that's why he tries to control everybody around him. That's why, he, you know, he would he would pick like what the outfits were of the women who worked in the White House. You know, he wouldn't let people on his TV show he didn't think were good looking enough, you know? know? So seeing Bill Barr bloated and and talking, you know, smack on the Sunday morning shows probably set him off as everything does, you know? And Bill Barr could not have been a bigger lick spittle law, you know, rule breaker for Donald Trump. Um, you are a poet, sir, first and foremost. You uh, tweeted, the bloated oaf who now cries like a mottled piece of salty spam he has always been about the weaponization of government wanted to use federal agents to seize voting machines when his diapered ass lost the 2020 election. <laughs> that is, first of all, a multi-layered tweet. But secondly, I mean, honestly, to see him or Bill Barr talk about the weaponization of, yeah. the, of the DOJ, you're like, oh, oh my God, Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and that's what's so maddening. I try to put it in like comedic sort of flowery language, but that's the reality. It's like, what are you talking about? You spent four years doing that. You were chanting lock her up as a campaign slogan. And now you're talking about the weaponization of government against you. And, and that's always been Trump's game, like beat him to the punch. I'm going to do the thing and then I'm going to accuse you of doing what I just did and hoping enough people get swept up in the sort of fervor I'm creating yeah. that they'll go along with it. And that's yeah. that's what's falling apart around him. The illusion that Trump had always created was his power and he sees it slipping away. Well, yeah, even just yesterday's tweet right world war three like he just you know like nothing all the protests and things he's calling for they're just not happening right i mean that that's the the emperor finally does have no clothes there you hit you hit your head you, you know you hit the nail on the head right there stephanie that's it his trip downtown he probably thought like fifth avenue was going to be lined on either side right. with maga supporters and placards and everything and it wasn't and he knows it he knows there was only 10 you know 20 people outside of mar-a-lago when he left the day before you know or a dozen so you know, that's what stood between him and justice was this huge group of Americans that he was able to sort of bring to his defense. That's what January 6th was, right? Go fight on behalf of my ego. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it was. He knew he'd lost the election, right? He just wanted to continue to sort of assuage that giant damaged ego. Yeah. yeah well, as you put it, his slurpy boys and comb over cabal of Peckerwood GOP hypocrites <laughs> and country club cocks will, of course, repeat his idiocy and ignore their toothless hordes to take up arms in his defense. Don't fall for it, MAGA. You're being used like the chair Ted Cruz's wife ties him in, ties him to every Friday. Well, that's new information, that part, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody asked to explain that and they said it's biblical and referred to the leonard cohen line and hallelujah and i'm like oh yeah that's what i was thinking yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what it is <laughs> i mean the whole new york scene with uh, marjorie taylor green i i just thought it was so hilarious you were so funny about all this you, 
Um, you said MTG is just pissed that she's a solid two in Scrapple Skank, Georgia. In New York City, she'd get passed over for a dead rat. <laughs> oh my God. But then I don't just, you always have some inside information. You said, P.S., a surfer friend of mine drove Marjorie Taylor Greene in his Uber from Mar-a-Lago to a hotel recently and said her breath smelled like a combination of a wetsuit that wasn't rinsed and left in the trunk of a car in July and a milkshake made out of buttermilk and bone broth. Oh, oh God. Oh, True story. That is really descriptive. Oh, <laughs> it's a true story. And the kid texts, he's a guy, he's a grown man. He texted me right after it happened. And he's like, bro, I just dropped off Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know? And he said there was like almost a palpable sense of evil in the car. Like, yeah. I'm not lying. He was like, there was an evil feeling when she got out of my car, just like bad energy, bad yeah. mojo, and that lingering smell that I described. You also said Marjorie Taylor Greene and Carrie Lake were both in Mar-a-Lago uh, last or the other night. Trump always bragged about his two-at-a-time skills. Guess he's applying that to his VP candidates now as well. That's going to be one hell of a jello wrestling match to pick a winner. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, the, I, the, I'm tempted on the Carrie Lake thing, just the loser ticket, the sore loser ticket, right? No doubt. And, and you, you know it's coming. There's a showdown. You know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene herself released a video of her walking into Mar-a-Lago down this long line of people cheering her. And Carrie Lake is obviously more polished and, and, and prettier with all the filters applied, but doesn't have the political position, you know, hasn't really held office. So that'll be an interesting uh, cat fight, as it were. I know that's not the most politically correct yes, way to that's refer to right. you, you also said, here's the guy Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene compared to Jesus. Trump spent decades abuse, abusing teenage girls. His cocaine and model parties at the plaza were one of the worst kept secrets in New York. I mean, you know, that was the SNL skit yeah. this weekend, right? It's just him comparing himself to Jesus. It's dear God, right? I mean, if you have to hear it. Oh, and she also said, or Mandela. He's like Jesus or Mandela. Right, or yeah. Mandela, yeah. you know. yeah. Both, both of which, I mean, I have a, a, a rude joke there, but, uh, you know, it's like nobody is more the opposite of Christ, you know, or, 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 or Nelson Mandela than Donald Trump. And he really is a predator. He's a decades long predator. And it was a poorly kept secret. I have friends that he's, you know, done horrible things to. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, one more about Marjorie Taylor Greene I loved. You said, it makes me sad that a runt like Marjorie Taylor Greene insults New York City. I've never been to Hog Blossom, Georgia, or wherever the F she's from, but I bet her people came through Ellis Island uh, at one time and were damn glad to see New York City. Um, yeah, I mean, just her. Well, and it's it also your friend talking about how she smells. That was interesting, her talking about how New York smells. So, you know, <laughs> ironic. Exactly. It's ironic. It's hypocritic. And it's insulting to all of America. You know, New York City represents something for the world, for America, yeah. for freedom. You know, yeah, it's got it's not in its finest hour, but you don't kick it when it's down. Yeah. You know, it's still the financial capital of this country. You know, it's still it's still a vital cultural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh -oh. multicultural. It's multi-ethnic. Yeah. yeah. And we were saying the opioid crisis in her district is off the charts. So for her to talk about, you know, drugs as if. Yeah, anyway, um, by the way, on uh, the uh, Clarence Thomas thing, you said, P.S., these vacations have been going on for 20 years, and we're just now learning about them, in case you're wondering how deeply corporate media has been failing democracy. 500000 a year in vacations for 20 years is $10 million to a SCOTUS. No wonder abortion is now almost illegal. Um, thank you. That You know, why are we just hearing about this now? 
Absolutely. I mean, it, it's almost a failure of the press. And that's not to say there haven't been articles written. L.A. Times did one. New York Times did one around 2011, I believe, about some of the gifts he's received. Right. You know, the Bible that he got. He got Frederick Douglass's Bible from the same billionaire Harlan Crow, which was a nineteen thousand dollar gift that he did declare. But the fact that he wasn't declaring the private jet trips, the five hundred thousand dollar summer vacation in Indonesia on a super for 19 years. And then these reporters for ProPublica broke the story by looking up flight logs, you know, by flying over there and talking to scuba divers. And it's a massive, massive story, but it's too late. It's been 20 years. It's been 30 years since he's been on the bench, you know? Well, yeah, you said the fact that Clarence would say he enjoyed vacationing in an RV in a Walmart parking lot when in reality he was staying at Top Ridge and chilling on a billionaire super yacht in Bali, in Bali lets you know just how dumb the GOP thinks their audience is and they would not be wrong. Um, but I think the larger point about the media, right, is, is you know, what you were saying that you feel like in some ways we're, you said, I admire and respect many members of the press and mainstream media, but honestly, I feel like we're back where we started in 2015, 2016. Uh, it shouldn't be such a party when we reach the uh, apothesis of Trump's criminality. I mean... Absolutely. It's not election night in America, you know, and that's how it was being covered last Tuesday, right? All the anchors were on a panel starting right. at 8 p.m. and they had the bright set and everyone's giggling and spend an extra half an hour in the makeup chair. And I get why, you know, it's exciting news. But what we're talking about has real world consequences. You know, we're facing democracies like sort of greatest threat and attack in our lifetime, if not in our country's history since the Civil War. So to treat it like this is going to be an exciting, titillating event is, is disingenuous to the American public. And it's, you know, it's cynical and it's profit oriented at the production level of TV networks. And they know it. Yeah. You know, Jeff Zucker ran NBC Entertainment when mm -hmm. I worked for Celebrity Apprentice, right? He then went to CNN and did nonstop Trump coverage for two years during the election. Jeff knows everything I know about Donald Trump. You don't mm -hmm. think, you think me, as the you think I'm the only guy on set who knew how messed up Donald Trump was, who knew that he could barely read? You yeah. know, Jeff Zucker knew that. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't tell people that. He just, you know played up the hype and then he's you know then he retired and went out to the hamptons to live in his 20 million dollar you know whatever home yeah yeah absolutely noel uh, kassler off to a roaring start yeah lots more to talk about 20 it's a restless season yes makes me sick in a wonderful wonderful way it's the stephanie miller show Stephanie Miller. It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Comedian extraordinaire, Ivanka Handler, uh, Noel Castle is here. <laughs> that was your was your job is to handle Ivanka Trump? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. What is and is she as delightful as she would seem to be? Absolutely, she's everything you think she is and more. Oh, you know, wonderful. just a real peach, a people person, I would call her. <laughs> she seems warm. Yes, very warm, very authentic. Very yes, genuine. yeah, yeah. Seems like any makeup, really kind of a down home, just look you in the eye and shake your hand kind of gal. 
That's because, you know what, you're a liberal helper. You tweeted, y'all need to leave that nice man who sexually harassed women, whose wife helped fund January 6th, and who takes millions of dollars in free trips from his Nazi-loving billionaire friend alone. He's a Christian, and it's Easter weekend. See, that's that's what's so nice about you, Joel. No. Exactly. Right. I got a big heart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you do have a big heart. Um, yeah, it, it is uh, the this thing, the uh, Harlan. Well, first of all, you said Clarence is going to have to eat some Harlan Crow. I get it. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. You said Harlan Crow paid uh, $64,850 for his signed copy of Mein Kampf, which is a good argument for a higher inheritance tax since he and his siblings were born into their wealth. His brother, Trammell Jr., is an alleged funder of a human trafficking ring, also uber-Christian stuff, right? Oh, my God. I already said on cue, Trump's going to be like, how come I don't have a signed copy of Mein Kampf? Is it too late? You know, I'm just saying. Exactly. You know, it's funny you actually say that because that's an actual fact of how much it was purchased for. And I looked it up in Der Spiegel, which is a a German newspaper, Mm -hmm. and there was two copies. The auction took place in L.A. So he kept one for himself and somebody else does have the other side copy. (laughs) Oh, God. That might. Well, it was uh, Havana, right, that wrote he kept a copy of Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Absolutely. Of Hitler's speeches, I believe, was the book. Yes. Yeah. No, and, and, and you know, that's insane. Yeah. Like you're pretending to be a Christian. The whole movement is America first, this sort of Christian thing. And you're spending $65,000, which admittedly is nothing for a billionaire, but could feed a lot of kids, yeah. right? Could yeah. fund a lot of church groups, could do a lot of good in the world besides buying a, you know, a memento from probably the most evil person in history. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, he's pretty much the top of the list. To the fact that somebody would collect that stuff is, is not just a red flag. It should freak people out, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. You know? 29 minutes after the hour, Noel Kassler is here. This is obviously outrageous. You can see a very strong case on the other side. Um, And then you have states all over the country. My guess, it won't just be these 12 uh, that will also be uh, bringing cases as well. Because as you know, there's still a number of states, including mine, that is an island in the middle of a number of states that ban abortion now uh, that allow for abortion. Senator Klobuchar, she went on to say, So I think that his ruling just under the law makes no sense when you look at FDA law. On the other hand, I don't think we're surprised. Another, I know, Trump appointed judge. Uh, You have got these people that Donald Trump put in. You've got a Supreme Court uh, that uh, did all it could in that uh, Dobbs decision uh, to overturn 50 years of precedent. And you've got women and men from Kansas to Alaska, telling them, no, we don't agree with this. 70, 80% of the public is with us. So one answer, Anderson, of course, is to pass the Women's Health Protection Act in Congress. But right now, we have a House of Representatives um, controlled by the Republicans that won't let it through. Uh, 
no, I mean, honestly, can you still sometimes as deep as you're in it believe that some ridiculous reality show host has, you know, been able to appoint judges that we will be dealing with this effery forever, right? Yeah, for the rest of our lives, over 200 judges, lifetime appointments. And that guy, you know, that she was just speaking of, Matthew Kazmarek or whatever, he obviously has some vendetta against women. I've, I read an article about what he and his wife were like doing, you know, like, you know, with a Roe v. Wade sort of like, you know, activism. And you don't need activist judges, right? You don't need this sort of like, as we discussed in the last segment, Harlan Crow funding all this stuff, right? So there's a lot of money in this sort of institutionalized misogyny yeah. and attacks on women. And it's clearly hypocritical, right? It's yeah. clearly hypocrisy in every way. These guys participate in reproductive freedoms. You know, if one of those senators gets his intern pregnant, she's yeah. probably going to get an abortion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Donald Trump has certainly paid for abortions, yeah. you know? So it's it's insane. Yeah. And I never thought I'd see it to answer yeah. your question. I wonder if that's going to come out at some point. Because you know that's true. At some point it probably will. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I knew the story 10, 10 years ago. You know, yeah. the one that was referenced in the indictment last thing. That was not a secret at all. None of this stuff was a secret is the point I'm trying to make. It's yeah. just powerful people didn't want to tell you the truth because there was more money in keeping quiet. Yeah. Um. By the way, you speaking of just uh, effery on the state level, you tweeted Texas politicians like Governor Abbott and his criminal Texas AG Ken uh, Paxton celebrating Easter by upholding the God-given right to murder people. Most of the folks posing as Christians today would have been the first in line to crucify Christ. And you just said Jesus wouldn't have lasted 10 minutes in Texas. Oh, my God. So true. Right. Long-haired dude in sandals. Middle Eastern looking, it would have been all over. And, and, and you know, that was aimed at, at Ken Paxton and, and Governor Abbott, you know, Ken Paxton being the AG. Yeah. The night before Easter, they're tweeting about how they're going to pardon this guy instantly. A guy who went out and committed murder, who said he was going to on his Facebook page and then did. And I think the underlying message there, since these people killed you know, he killed a white protester who was sympathetic to Black Lives Matter, as did Kyle Rittenhouse. I think the the overarching message is, hey, even the white folks yeah. that side with these woke people will not receive our protections. And, and I'll just say both of those guys the next morning tweeted, he has risen. Happy Easter. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. what? You know? Yes. Oh, here is the uh, statement from the bassinet of the 45,000 that I mentioned earlier. Uh Slovenly and pathetic Bill Barr, our coward former AG, was on ABC Fake News this weekend making statements that he knows nothing about. He has long since gone from the White House. I wanted him out. Concerning the boxes, ho continuation of Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 the Mueller witch hunt, and more. While he correctly puts down the NYDA case, he plays up the equally ridiculous boxes hoax, where Biden should have the problem, not me. Barr's a weak and angry rhino. Okay, so... <laughs> Let's break down. First of all, starting with slovenly. Right. He's calling someone else. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's no way that that is in his vocabulary. No way. And he avoids three three syllable words like the plague. I just, but honestly, Bill Barr, who obviously protected him and persecuted his enemies for years, is you know not Trumpy enough now. 
Right. Who created the Trump hoax, right? The whole Russia, Russia hoax, rather, what Trump would say, right? He would say it's the Russia hoax, the Russia hoax. That was Trump's tagline. And nobody allowed that to circulate in the American public more than Bill Barr when he sat on the Mueller report, misrepresented it originally. And then we didn't get to see it for six weeks. And the Russia hoax circulated, hoax circulated. So that's typical Trump. He'll use you and then he'll turn on you. He's yeah. done that to every person in his orbit. What do you think is up speaking on uh, about that uh, with Alan Weisselberg? Weisselberg will not flip on Trump. I know okay. people have always been saying yeah. he would flip on him. There is no way. You know, that's, you know, Weisselberg is like a mob accountant. OK, yeah. he, he, you know, he, he'd rather deal with six months in Rikers than he would with the boys on Long Island that are going to talk to him if he flips on Trump. He's yeah. not going to flip on Trump. I could be wrong, but I don't ever see that happening. Wow. You know? Wow. Just it really is still some days amazing. It's magical to still be surprised that we have such a criminal mobby president. <laughs> had yeah. such a, yes, criminal mobby president. Uh, Karen in Chicago, you're on with Noel. Hello. Hello, good morning. Thank you for taking my call with such a big name on. Right. Noel, thank you so much for validating all of us because we would be thinking that we're the crazy ones, you know, just like with everything going on. Um, but I want to say, you know, if um, Jesus was around, they would be crucifying him because he's too woke. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. And, you know, with everything that we're seeing with um, the judicial system, the legal system, with, you know, how Trump has been treated with all this deference, the weaponization of the courts against women, um, you know, and then seeing this corruption with the conservatives on the Supreme Court, we have got to reach out to voters and really impress upon them. And you guys are my constitutional scholars this morning. What is it going to take for us to take the majority? How big of a majority do we have to have in Congress in order to um, expand the court? Because that is yeah. what we need. Because then all of those lifetime appointments become less of an issue for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, right. no, I keep saying that I think one of the silver linings of all this is how activated they are making the young voters. I mean, what's happening with the Tennessee three. And now, Karen, this this these rulings this weekend, women. I mean, if you thought women mm -hmm. were pissed before. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No, I mean, and listen, I'm just going to say this is a little personal anecdote. I, I'm calling in now late because I was in court with my sister who's being stalked. Right. And basically, this guy lawyered up. My sister goes in there because she's not thinking she needs an attorney. Women, we are not protected. People of color, we are not protected by yeah. the, the current system. And it really, you know, at the micro level, and the person, when you experience it personally, it really does um, enrage. I'm, I'm like, I walked out of there and I was completely enraged. Yeah. I mean, everything, it was like, you have to prove your case. Um, they're not, it's all like she has documented evidence and they told her that it's hearsay. Yeah. Yeah. And they wouldn't accept it. Well, I, mean, I mean, and this that's is why, a problem. yeah, it's part of why, you know, don't, I feel like Trump has got to go to jail because there's, yeah. there is like our, our, our faith in our justice system, just down the level, even Karen, uh, you know, that you're talking about and just all the way up to the top. I mean, we do, I, I, I think people really, really want to feel like we have a system of, you know, 
of justice where no one is above the law. I mean, what what is your take on, were you surprised that he actually was finally indicted for the first time? Because there's I people was. that were like, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to him. Right. I, I was very well. I was very much surprised. Thank you for your kind words, Karen. And, and, and what you said, Stephanie, is absolutely correct. The symbol of justice is a lady with a sword and scales in her hand. Right. Mm -hmm. Those scales are meant to be in balance. And now they're they're out of balance. Right. Because the bad guys are winning, you know, and they're winning by manipulating the worst instincts in their demographic, a lack of empathy, brutality, misogyny, racism, all these things that were sort of kitchen table, you know, topics, as Raphael Warnock said at the top of your show so brilliantly, they've come, they've become mainstream. That's what MAGA is. It's allowing people to sort of like be public with their racism and their I, brutality. I just read a and, tweet. And it becomes I, a dynamic that you yeah. have to battle the instincts. It's an instinctual cultural thing. There's nothing wrong with being kind. If somebody is different than you in their lifestyle, that's an opportunity for you to expand your heart, for you to become a better person and to know more than you were born into this life with. But they want to homogenize everything into this myth of sort of white male, you know, Christian fascism. And, and, and that's even illusion because all they're really trying to do is make a buck. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all yeah. billionaires trying to get a yeah. tax break. They well, don't care about you know, issues. to your point, no, I read a tweet earlier about someone saying they grew up in the South and they thought racism, they, things had gotten better. But, you know, Donald Trump didn't invent racism. He just was saying he's just enabled people to feel like it's OK again. You know, it, it, it's OK to, to uh, say all these horrific things because, you know, everyone feels the same way you do. Right. I mean, what's the thing about right. Trump? Oh, he just says what I'm thinking. Right. Exactly. Says people who I'm, don't think. Right. Exactly. He that's I mean, I grew up with these kids. I'm 52. Right. Yeah. You know, it was always sort of there that the demographic he appeals to are a lot of the people who fled to the suburbs in the 60s and 70s, you know, middle class, working class, often, you know, immigrants themselves, one or two generations removed. And they brought with them a lot of that xenophobia. Right. A lot of that yeah. sort of innate racism. And instead of and, and that happens. Right. And usually cultural stuff you know will will temper that right people yeah. will outgrow that trump came and before trump fox news right fox news really laid the groundwork and then fox came along and said it's okay to be this way get on the trump train and they yeah. did well know? i was saying in tennessee just naked racism that they just went okay not the white lady but the two black kids you know and and so a majority of the national council says it will vote to reinstate uh, justin jones and justin pearson but you know you even had the speaker of the house saying oh no no we're not going to seat them even if you you know reinstate them or they get reelected i mean Trump has made them just an anti-democracy party on top of everything else, the racism, et cetera, right? Right, absolutely. And they also said they would defund those cities if they were to, yeah. you infrastructure know, reinstate. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Infrastructure bills and all this kind of stuff. And Gloria Johnson, Rep Representative Johnson, I've known her for years. We've followed each other on Twitter and stuff. She is down with the cause, right? Yeah. So the fact that they wouldn't expel her, too, if their real enemy was sort of wokeism, it is pure hypocrisy because she was more outspoken than they were publicly. Like yeah. she is like me on Twitter with the anti-guns and anti-racism. <laughs> so it was clearly like we're sending a message and it's disgusting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Noel Kassler is uh, I just, can I say, a rock star? Yeah. A party? He's a party. Yeah. And a disco. Exactly. She's your human Prozac. It's the Stephanie Miller Show.
Noel Kessler's here. Yeah. Right? No, we can't keep him. He's not a rescue pet. <laughs> it's a special treat. Yes. If you're good. Okay. Oh, you're... And listen to his podcast. Oh, it's fantastic. It is. By the way, you're in time for another statement from the bassinet of the 45th grade. He, he seems to be in a state. Okay. It's all caps. He's in caps lock. You know, I mean... It's the only dangerous. Yeah. The only reason I have these absolutely ridiculous investigations against me headed up by racist lunatics and radical left maniacs is for purposes of election interference. It'll be harder for the Democrats to cheat like they did in 2020. So they're going right to the old Soviet Union playbook using the DOJ, FBI, and others and injustice to interfere with our one sacred elections. We've got to swamp these cheaters and we'll win. Okay, he seems, even for him, a little um, hysterical. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. He's losing it. You know, it's again, yeah. it's self-centered fear. It's all caps tweeting. It's talking about himself. Trump has always only thought about himself. The last thing you want in a leader, right? At, right, right after this show, I'm taking a call with a group of some people that work at the White House, right? Over some talking points mm -hmm. and stuff. It'll be an hour and they'll talk about policy. Yeah. They'll talk about what how they're doing is affecting Americans and yeah. trying to change and promote progress. Trump tweets about himself in all caps all day. And this is their candidate this is their leading yeah. candidate going into the election Trump, uh, uh, no what is your feeling about what's next i can't tell sometimes from the spasticness of his tweets i'm like is georgia next or is you know the classified documents next well georgia the the grand jury isn't there's a new grand jury being seated in the beginning of may right so we're still a few weeks away from that i think that the documents case has got to be what does it that's got to be the nail in the coffin because that's federal that's doj and that's going to take him out of the game of running for president as far as i see so my thinking is that that shoe is going to drop on him and then it's just going to be how he weasels out of it you know he'll have to endorse desantis or somebody who promises to pardon him you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and and by the way, did you see uh, Anthony Scaramucci said he's going to he's going to claim illness? You know, because yeah. he's already sort of floated that. Like, if a doctor tells you you can't, then maybe you can't. Yeah, Mooch yeah. knows. You know, I know Anthony, and exactly. Trump has all these cards, Trump cards, if you will, in his pocket that he hasn't played yet. He can be like, "Yep, I have dementia now," or "I have this," or you know, defib whatever. They all have cards they can play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mark I mean. I mean, it will be interesting to see, you know, what, because what, I, I guess we should be happy that the, this party is lashing itself to Trump. I mean, even before what they saw what there was in the indictment, they were defending him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, what are they doing? We're going to do the next two, three indictments, right? It's well said. We should be happy because, you know, it's sort of self-immolation, right? They could have two years ago said, we're done with this guy. Mitt Romney is the future. We're going back to fiscal conservancy, you know, and, and we're just going to get things back to normal. And they would have had a, a, you know, a case. Now they don't. They've, they've lashed themselves to this sinking ship of madness. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I just this is my favorite big bag of rats. Fight, fight, fight. You're all equally awful. MAGA World feuded on Friday after uh, Trump. It was announced that Trump is going to hire uh, proud Islamophobe and far right flamethrower Laura Loomer for his campaign. Um, so she is now. So she was slammed then immediately by Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm -hmm. uh, who said uh, Laura Loomer is mentally unstable, <laughs> a documented liar. Fight, fight, fight. Big bag of rats. You're all crazy. You're all liars. Okay. Um, she cannot be trusted. She meant, uh, spent months lying about me and attacking me just because I supported Kevin McCarthy for speaker and I refused to endorse her in her last election. Uh, and then Loomer hit back hard. Uh, blah, blah. 
I talking about her relationship with Nazi Nick Fuentes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, don't you feel like just make more popcorn and stand back? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's all you can do, because these are like these are crazy folks. They're wild cards and they won't be tamed. And they created a monster in Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's more powerful than Kevin McCarthy at this point in terms of influence in the party. Yeah. And uh, now say again, your friend, the Uber driver that drove her somewhere said she smells like a wet Yeah, like suit. bone broth and buttermilk. Yeah. Yeah. And a wetsuit that had been left in the back of the car and it hadn't been rinsed. So if anybody's ever been surfing and, or, you know, swimming in the ocean yeah. and you didn't oh, yeah. clean out your bathing suit and you threw it in the laundry room for yeah. three days, you know the results. Yeah, you know? that's fantastic. Uh-oh. Oh, speaking of results, COVID test negative. Y'all are Thanks. good for now. Thank you for Paul Pounds- Poundstone did not give me COVID at the ping pong party. Okay. Noel Kessler, you are a delight. And I would love to have you every day. But listen to his podcast. That's how you get more of him. Follow him on the Twitters. And we love you, Noel. Come back anytime. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Let's go.